Hello, Jerem. I bet if you asked people what the national emblem of Ireland is, a great number would say the shamrock. It's seen all over the world on St. Patrick's Day and even on the side of Erlingus Plains. But the fact is, the official national emblem of Ireland is the harp. You also see it on the Ryanair planes and on Irish coins, Irish passports, Irish driving licences, bottles of Guinness, bottles of harp lager, official Irish documents and Irish flags. Owen Rowe O'Neill's flag was, however, green, of course, and it had a harp in the centre. We hear the harp mentioned in stories about the famous magic tribe, the Tuathidanann. In one such story, we learn that a harpist from the Tuathidanann used to play for the High King of Tara every year at the festival of Samhain. But one year, when the music was so soothing and enchanting that it lulled the king and all his warriors to sleep, the harpist blew three blasts of fire from his nostrils and set fire to the fort on the top of the hill. The only one who was not affected by the magical music of the harp was Fionn Macul, who also had magic powers. He used a magic shield to protect himself from the effects of the music. He jumped to his feet and killed the Tuathidanann harpist. The High King of Ireland in the 11th century, Brian Baru, was not only an excellent warrior, he was also said to be an excellent harpist. In fact, one of the three remaining medieval harps in Ireland is on display in Trinity College, Dublin, and it is referred to as the Brian Baru harp. It's also referred to as the Trinity harp. But the fact is that the harp dates from the 14th or 15th century, so it's unlikely that it belonged to Brian Baru, who lived in the 11th century. However, there is a story which says that Brian Baru's son, Donogh, went to Rome in 1064 and presented his father's harp to the Pope. Apparently, the harp stayed there until 1521. It is said that Pope Leo sent it to Henry VIII of England as a gift when he presented him with the title of Defender of the Faith. Apparently, Henry later gave the harp to the first Earl of Clan Ricard. It's thought to have passed through a number of owners until it was eventually donated to Trinity College Dublin by William Cunningham in 1782 and it's now on display in the Long Room Library. Harpists were highly in demand in the 15th and 16th centuries as their musical skills were held in high esteem by the Gaelic chieftains and they were in great demand for weddings, banquets and other celebrations. The harp is not an easy instrument to play. It requires great skill and technique. All the noble families had their own resident harpist, and these were given special privileges and enjoyed a high status in society. When Henry VIII declared himself King of Ireland in 1531, the harp appeared on the coinage, 
and later with King James I, he established the harp as the national symbol of Ireland. However, the Gaelic harp was increasingly seen as an emblem of resistance to the crown of England and eventually it was banned at the end of the medieval period. This meant many harpists were out of a job. They took to travelling round the country playing their harps when given the opportunity, but by the 19th century the Irish harp had virtually disappeared. The greatest national composer and the most famous of Irish harpers was Turlough O'Carolan. He was born in 1670, and although he was left blind after an attack of smallpox when he was 18, he was a proficient composer and a wonderful harpist. He composed more than 200 tunes and songs, which unfortunately were not written down on paper until after his death. It was such a pity as the compositions of the talented harpists had never been committed to paper. It was during the 18th and 19th century that they were collected and published and are still played today. And it was largely thanks to Edward Bunting, a musician and folk music collector from Belfast, who in 1792 managed to gather together a group of harpers in Belfast. He saw to it that their music was then written down on paper and he also noted the terminology they used. This was the first time that Gaelic harp music had been committed to paper and again, thanks to Edward Bunting, the extraordinary enchanting music of the harp was not lost forever. In 1807, Thomas Moore wrote a ballad about the role of the harp in ancient times, in the halls of Tara. The following lines show the emotion felt towards the harp. The harp that once through Tara's halls the soul of music shed now hangs as mute on Tara's walls as if the soul were fled. Moore also wrote the famous song The Minstrel Boy, perhaps remembering the young men who had died in the rebellion of the United Irishmen in 1798. The song mourns the death of the patriotic young man who tears his harp apart before he dies rather than let it fall into the hands of the enemy. The last line of the song is where the harp represents Ireland. It goes, But his harp belongs to the brave and free and shall never sound in slavery.